If you have primary school-aged kids or grandkids, make sure Vision Kids is part of their daily routine. Vision Kids! Vision Kids is a 24-7 online radio stream featuring the ever-popular Adventures in Odyssey. Hi, this is Chris. Welcome to Adventures in Odyssey. Plus other world-class radio dramas, kids' music and friendly voices. G'day, Vision Kids. Vision Kids is streaming now in the Vision app and online at visionkids.org.au. You can also tell your smart speakers to play Vision Kids Radio. If you don't already have the Vision app on your phone or tablet, you can download it for free when you search Vision Christian Media in your app store. Vision Kids. Another way we're helping the whole family look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, as we do on a Thursday, it is always such a good opportunity to catch up on some of the issues that are shaping our culture. As you know, there are very contentious and uh, controversial things that are happening around the nation right now. Uh, Good to welcome back to 2020 the National Director of Family Voice Australia, Ashley Saunders. Hello, Ashley. Welcome back. Uh, Thank you, Neil. It's really good to be with you. Ashley, no doubt you've been incredibly busy too with all of the activity that's been happening with the uh, time that we are in now when people are voting uh, with their yes or no in the the postal plebiscite survey. Uh, A lot of contentious and controversial things have been coming to light. Uh, Let's pick up on one of those that's been very, very prominent this week, the Victorian teenager, uh, the, the teenager that's been dismissed for posting on Facebook that she voted no. Uh, what are your thoughts on on that whole uh, circumstance this week? It gives rise to the lie that says that somehow or other, if you vote no, you're a hater and we're the, we're the ones that, uh, that uh, are deserving of, uh, of all manner of uh, horrible things because um, or, uh, despite the legislation that was passed last week intended to ensure a respectful debate... Um, not only is this young lady dismissed as a contractor for supporting no, but the employer, the, the, the business, uh, goes onto social media to say anybody who votes no um, uh, is involved in hate speech. Anyone who, who, who advocates no uh, is doing something that's detrimental to my business and I'm therefore entitled uh, to make sure that I sack her. And um, uh, so even though the, the legislation was passed, uh, we're seeing people being being harmed, in this case financially, uh, for um, taking a position to vote no. Um, that's the kind of intimidation and bullying that um, many people have become used to. In fact, if I can just uh, extend that, some of your Queensland listeners might have heard there was, uh, there was actually a gay conservative fellow speaking at a Queensland university, I think, yesterday, um, saying it's okay to vote no, and um, I'm a gay fellow, I'm not a homophobe, you can't, you can't throw that insult at me, um, but, but I believe that marriage should be between a man and a woman, and was outlining his reasons, and I've seen a video of him doing that, and people actively shouting him down, drowning him out, um, um, trying to, uh, to drown out that voice. Um, and um, uh, it, it's just it's just amazing the hate that is being um, directed at people who dare to say no. 
And actually, it certainly confirms, doesn't it, that there are bigger issues at play, bigger ideological issues at play than just the idea of homosexual people being allowed to marry. Uh, Just to pick up on this teenager, though, that was dismissed uh, for posting on Facebook that she was uh, voting no, I guess that also says that not all teenagers are going to be voting yes because there's this sort of image, isn't there, that all young people will be voting yes. And uh, and that flies in the face of of this uh, that we've seen with this young woman. And uh, it does fly in the face. And uh, anybody who seeks to generalise matters by saying young people will vote this way or older people will vote that way, of, of course you can't generalise in that way. And uh, I, I know some young people who are uh, passionately involved to preserve... Uh, marriage between a man and a woman. Uh, I know people who uh, are young people and passionately committed to the idea that um, the only reason that governments even have any role in regulating um, the relationship called marriage is because of the environment within which uh, it is healthy and good for society for children to grow up. And and so, no, you cannot generalise and say that that all young people uh, are this way or all older people are that way uh, because we need to respect individuals and uh, God made us as individuals and individuals will work through this in different ways. Ashley, for all of us, whether we're younger or older, we do have a little tentativeness now uh, because we know that we may well get some flack if we do speak out. Uh, people will be holding very firmly to the idea of it's okay to vote no and uh, the no campaign uh, uh, clearly is making real uh, inroads into uh, the the way that people understand these things but uh, there is obviously going to be some wisdom necessary for the way that people do speak up and particularly for young people here since usually young people are not the bosses in their workplace Uh, But these uh, young people then actually become quite vulnerable just for simply voicing their opinion that marriage is between a man and a woman. Uh, What are your thoughts just about treading carefully as you do make your case for saying, I'm going to vote no? Uh, Some of us, I think, are called by the Lord to speak boldly. And, um, And this is a time when society needs bold voices. This is a time when that old fable about the emperor and his clothes... Uh, I I don't think there's been a time in my lifetime when that's been more apt, where we do need people who are able to speak up boldly and courageously and say, uh, this is all founded on a lie. This is all founded on a deception. The emperor has no clothes. We need those bold voices. And yet I recognize that there are many, many people um, who have been intimidated or bullied into silence, that uh, that people um, are fearful of what might happen either personally or through their employment uh, if they were to voice an opinion. In fact, can I go further, Neil? I've even heard of some uh, young people who are inclined to to vote no, who believe that marriage should not be redefined, but who are not even going to participate in this postal survey because they know that their friends will ask them and they don't want to either tell a lie uh, or to disclose that they've voted no, and so they're opting not to vote at all so that they don't um, receive the, the downside of all of those insults and intimidation and bullying. 
Well, let's move to another issue, as important as that is to just stop and reflect on that, because uh, people will have to make their own assessment how they will vote and how you will indicate uh, to others who may well be intimidating you after you've voted to, to find out how you did mark your survey form. But let's talk about the Prime Minister. Uh, he says if a no vote wins this particular survey, the Coalition will not consider a bill in this Parliament or the next if re-elected. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Prime Minister's assurances there about uh, about agreeing with what happens with the, the outcome of the plebiscite uh, survey? Well, I'm certainly pleased that he's come to that position and I'm pleased that that's been announced because what that's about is reflecting the will of the Australian people. What I find really interesting, and I think your, li- your listeners will too, is that um, almost every conservative politician is being put under pressure to say, will you respect a yes vote? Will you either support it in the parliament or get out of the way? But nobody is being asked, will, will you definitely um, respect a no vote? Um, And so where the Prime Minister is concerned, where the government is concerned, excellent news that they've said we're going to respect um, a no vote. Um, In fact, they're saying we're going to respect the vote, whatever it is, whereas we'd still have an opposition that, uh, that says that they will not respect a no vote. And if elected to government, they will legislate for same sex marriage within the first 100 days. In terms of the effect of the Prime Minister's statement, um, you know, is, uh, as somebody um, who supports the Yes campaign, the Prime Minister that is, um, I wonder whether the statement hasn't been made with a view to encouraging people to vote and vote Yes because they know that the No side is getting traction. Um, we, can be, we can, I guess, wonder about that. We can speculate about that. Um, what I think we need to do uh, is to congratulate the government and we need to hold the opposition accountable to respect the people's vote as well. Let's talk about those laws that were passed last week to govern the marriage postal survey. Uh, They were interesting laws, Ashley, because it's not only what they do cover in the laws uh, and trying to prevent uh, some of the uh, intimidatory tactics that might come from public statements and, and advertising material, but it's not just what they cover but what they exclude. What are your thoughts on, on those laws last week? Uh, I find them very interesting. First of all, they wouldn't be necessary if the compulsory attendance plebiscite hadn't been blocked. Um, but having said that, uh, what I find interesting is that in terms of material that needs to be authorised... There is an explicit um, exception that material that is for genuine satirical or artistic purposes does not need to be authorised, but there is no explicit exception for communications with a religious purpose. Uh, I find that really interesting to see um, what is accepted and what is not. And and in terms of uh, threatening uh, to intimidate or harm or and so on, is that I find it interesting that there's an offence to threaten. Um, somebody, but there's not actually an offence to cause harm. And so that young young lady who's been sacked, the question is whether um, whether, whether um, the, the employer is in breach of this rule uh, or not, uh, even if the employer might be in breach of some other rule. Um, I, I find I, I find the laws uh, interesting um, in terms of, as I say, what they cover and what they don't cover. Uh, Can I also say that the section in the Act or the sections in the Act that talk about prohibiting misleading and deceptive material, 
they, they seem to be narrowly defined so that it seems to apply only to misleading or deceptive material about the conduct of the postal survey, that is how you vote and by when you must vote and those kinds of things, but not misleading or deceptive material on matters of substance. And so I think we can continue to hear from those who advocate change that there are no consequences and that we don't need to concern ourselves with what happens after the wedding, despite all the evidence uh, to the contrary from countries around the world where this has happened. Uh, let's talk about consequences because, obviously, uh, the other nations that have adopted same-sex marriage uh, now become examples for us as to what to expect, even though there are some on the yes side of the campaign uh, who will be saying, uh, don't worry about what happens overseas, this is Australia, we'll do things differently. But in Britain, there were all manner of promises ahead of their law change that nobody would be forced to act against their conscience. Uh, clearly, there's already that happening here in Australia now, but what are your thoughts on, on what went before in Britain? Well, not only were those promises made, and we now see that they're pretty hollow. We've seen university students being dismissed from university courses for believing that marriage is between a man and a woman. We've seen a magistrate not only uh, step down but uh, criticised by the chief law officer. We've seen a clerk um, demoted to, from a clerk to a receptionist for not wanting to participate in, in a same-sex marriage. Um, and... and they're the sorts of things we can expect to see more and more in Australia. But what I find most interesting uh, is that in terms of churches in Britain, uh, we've now got the Minister for Equalities, um, and, and I'm not making that up, that's, that's, there's a minister in Britain called the Minister for Equalities who has indicated that churches must be made to keep up with modern attitudes um, in uh, areas to do with um, same-sex marriage and, uh, and, and the gender agenda, I might say, and the Speaker of the House of Commons. Now, now in Britain, the Speaker of the House of Commons is historically an extremely neutral person. But even the Speaker has said something like, we'll only have proper equality when you can get married in a church if you want to do so, without having to fight the church for that equality that should be your right. And so not only are individuals already suffering consequences, but there is enormous pressure on churches. Um, there's a think tank in, uh, in Britain called the Bow Group, and the chairman of that said, and I quote, same-sex marriage was promoted in the UK as an issue of supposed tolerance and equality. What we have seen is the most unequal and intolerant outcomes of any political issue in recent history. Uh, I think we need to take notice of what's happening in countries like uh, Britain. Those things are significant. Time getting away from us, Ashley. There are other issues that are on the agenda uh, politically, and some of those quite serious too. Let's talk about one of those other non-marriage matters, the issue of euthanasia, which we do keep a, a general uh, monitoring uh, uh, understanding about. Uh, euthanasia taking the stage in New South Wales, and uh, even as soon as today. I mean, what's happening with uh, euthanasia in New South Wales? So in New South Wales, it's, in, it's proposed or rather anticipated that a bill to permit euthanasia will be tabled and introduced into the parliament in New South Wales today. Uh, the Victorian one was actually introduced yesterday. Now, what happens is that uh, when a bill is introduced, you have what's called a first reading. Sometimes you then adjourn debate uh, to enable members to look at the proposed bill and to prepare their, um, their, their, their debate 
uh, speeches for or against in what's called the second reading. Sometimes you proceed straight to the second reading and then adjourn for a committee um, so that the fact that they've been introduced yesterday in Victoria, anticipated today in New South Wales, doesn't mean that it might be law by tomorrow, but what it does mean is that we need to be very active. Uh, I remain very concerned that no matter what uh, governments or politicians say, that there are no safeguards, and especially in an environment... Uh, and, and in an environment where there is an increase in elder abuse, it's really not a, lo a far stretch to go from somebody manipulating mum or dad uh, into selling a house or giving me some money or changing the will to manipulating mum or dad into thinking that they really deserve or rather that they really owe it to us to end it all. Um, I'm very concerned that we are not respecting the dignity of all human life from conception to its natural end. Well, you present a whole lot of prayer points for listeners because there are significant things that are happening in Australia and, as you say, uh, that euthanasia uh, issues were being uh, tabled uh, yesterday uh, in Victoria, today in New South Wales. Uh, there's another battle to be fought there too. Uh, Ashley Saunders, uh, let me point people to Family Voice Australia. That's fava.org.au to go online and check out the website, uh, keep up to date with some of the issues that are going on as we talk about marriage simply google coalition for marriage and you'll get the update details there family voice a part of that coalition for marriage ashley saunders thanks so much for giving us uh, another great uh, succinct and uh, very very substantial update today on 2020 uh, good morning to you and your listeners and uh, let, let me urge us all to pray that um, the lord's will be done uh, on earth as it is in heaven before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.